0: Welcome to Compliance Beat, the podcast for compliance and ethics professionals. We provide practical insights and answer your questions about compliance and ethics. Together, we'll stay up to date on current trends so that your program stays effective. Brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Here's your host, Eric Moorhead. So we find ourselves at the 100th episode, although technically you'll see if you're looking at the iTunes feed that this is 101, but the first episode was a five-minute introduction, so I really count this as our 100th substantive episode. And maybe I'm being presumptuous saying substantive, but I feel like we are trying our best to provide interesting content every week, and I hope that you feel the same way. Uh, and, And one way you can show us that you feel the same way about this as we're celebrating our hundredth episode. A great present to us would be, particularly if you're on iTunes, if you could subscribe uh, to the podcast. By subscribing to the podcast, that uh, is sort of your seal of approval and lets us know uh, that we're on the right track. The other thing that you can do, and uh, I encourage you to do so as well, is get in touch with us if you have uh, particular topics that you'd like us to cover and dig into a little bit more. The topic today, uh, manager toolkits, you know, being a little bit more specific about the process and what goes into a manager toolkit or a manager training is, uh, is something that was uh, requested by a listener. And so we have uh, put that together for our anniversary special, if you will, a topic that was requested. Um, we want to be, uh, We want to react to what the audience out there wants to see, wants to hear, and uh, in any way that you can get in touch with us either through our website at compliancebeat.com through moreheadconsulting.com, or emailing me directly at eric at moreheadconsulting.com. that are those are all great ways to get in touch let us know how we're doing let us know if there's something in particular you'd like to see us do in the future so with uh, no further ado here is a requested topic a little more specificity around putting together Uh, manager training or manager toolkits, manager manager communication materials. So I wanted to talk a little bit, uh, and this is a request from one of the listeners, a little bit more specifically about manager toolkits. Manager toolkits or or manager training materials, whatever you want to call it, uh, comes up pretty frequently when we talk about uh, different ways to informally communicate to your population. Uh, In the last months or two months I've done a couple of different episodes where I've talked about informal communication I think that's a, a an important piece a piece that's really I've seen a lot of changes in how people are approaching uh, informal compliance communication over the last couple of years a lot of great changes uh, but uh, I had a very specific question saying look you talk a lot about manager toolkits you talk a lot about providing managers information but you don't really talk specifically about what that looks like how do you do that how do you approach that and so I wanted to give a little bit more detail around uh, putting together manager toolkits uh, or manager communication materials. I think the first thing uh, to keep in mind when you're talking about putting together a manager toolkit um, is to think really uh, seriously and being very honest with yourself about uh, what you can do, what's possible, uh, in particular around cadence or frequency uh, for these materials. Um, don't bite off more than you can chew because then it'll be an unsuccessful experiment and, and um, nobody's going to be happy with that. You won't, uh, the managers won't, um, and it and won't uh, obviously move the ball forward on informal communications at the organization. So be realistic about what you can do. Um, for, for example, what I mean is if you're looking at, uh, you're planning 2019 right now, we're in November of. 2018. Probably a lot of people have already planned uh, what they're gonna do next year, but uh, uh, if you're looking at 2019 and you've never done a manager toolkit or or supplemental uh, manager uh, communication efforts before, uh, be realistic. Can you, for example, maybe cover four topics next year, one a quarter, uh, where every three months you provide something out there to the population, to the manager population to then cascade down the chain uh, on on a particular topic, I think you have to pick something that's doable. Um, so so frequency is the first thing you want to think about is what's realistic. Can you cover for uh, risk topics next year maybe you can only cover two maybe you have a very limited window uh, but 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 don't bite off more than you can chew uh, takes uh, pick something that's realistic for the next year and and maybe you have the bandwidth to do uh, something every two months or every month uh, but but be realistic for the first year in particular until you see how it works the second thing i would say about scope uh, that you need to think about right at the top as you're planning out this process is uh, who who are you going to send it to? (laughs) Um, And it may be uh, that you do, uh, for lack of a better term, a pilot program the first year uh, and and take a smaller sample of managers out there to provide the material to, just, again, to see how it works, to get feedback from those managers on the process so you can refine it before maybe you roll it out to all managers throughout the enterprise. Um, I think that's a a wise thing to do, and and maybe uh, you just pick one business unit uh, or a sample of, you know, uh, uh, managers from a business unit so that you have uh, a, a, a smaller sample size uh, to get feedback from, uh, to make sure everything moves smoothly as, smoothly as far as uh, distributing the materials, uh, making sure that those channels of communication both down the chain to make sure that to get the materials and they know what to do with them uh, is, is adequate as well as uh, getting some feedback Uh, back so that you can refine the process before perhaps you roll it out to the entire enterprise Uh, the next thing I would uh, uh, talk that I think is important is once you kind of get those basics um, uh, together as to what it's going to be how frequent it's going to be uh, how uh, what the sample uh, audience is going to be is to assemble the team uh, I talk about this a lot whenever we're talking about uh, uh, any project, whether it's code of conduct or training or, or, or uh, something like this. Uh, get people together. If you know, for example, you're going to do four of these in the next year uh, and you uh, have and uh, you, you've put together a, a list of topics. Well, then obviously, you want to get uh, people that have experience with those particular topics to help you out. SMEs. Uh, let's just use one as an example that's easy one. Anti corruption. If you know that you want to have a discussion and you want to provide materials to the uh, managers to communicate on anti-corruption, then you want to talk to the SME within your organization that's responsible for anti-corruption. It may be you. You may be talking to yourself. You may be talking to yourself anyway. But uh, it, it, as you, um, you know, figure out those. Uh, two, four, six topics that you want to tackle in the first year or 12 topics or whatever, uh, uh, identify people who can help you uh, put together the salient material for that. Uh, other members of that team would be if you happen to have uh, uh, somebody inside uh, your organization in comms or in the legal department who is a very good drafter who can communicate uh, uh, complex material in a direct and in in, in crystalline way, um, uh, if you have that, sort of internal drafting expertise then you obviously want to draft those drafters into your uh, team to help you put together uh, these these materials um, uh, or if you have a uh, uh, people who are responsible for designing uh, learning within your organization. If you're lucky enough to have an instructional designer or somebody like that, uh, obviously that's somebody that you want involved in this process. Graphic designers, if you're going to add uh, some, uh, if you're going to uh, include some graphic design, some charts, tables, uh, graphics of some sort in the materials that you want to distribute. You don't necessarily have to do that. I mean, it can be uh, it can run the gamut uh, the materials that you put together can run the gamut from just being some bullet points uh, that you put together in, in an email uh, or or a memo uh, for them to uh, discuss in their in their live discussions with their employees or it can be something that's you know more like a PowerPoint or a presentation or uh, some other uh, 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 materials uh, posters that they can hang up in there in, in 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 their uh, um uh, different pla- the different places where they operate, where they're managers. Uh, y- you know there's no limit to what can be in this toolkit. Uh, it can be very simple, something that you can manage maybe perhaps on your own or it can be something that involves uh, bringing in structural de- designers, graphic designers, editors, uh, drafters, and other people uh, if you can get a little bit of their bandwidth. You just have to at this beginning stage uh, make that determination as to what, you, what resources you're going to have available and what you're going to be able to do. That also obviously uh, plays a lot into how frequently you're gonna do it if you're gonna do something a little bit more designed uh, like a PowerPoint or, or you know include posters or or other materials that are that are designed uh, then obviously that's going to create a much longer lead time for you to get those materials done so maybe instead of doing it six times a year you really can only do it four times a year um, so all of this has to be thought of up upfront uh, get the team together figure out who's going to help you out um, and then uh, uh, that that will help you determine sort of the four corners of what this is going to be. What will each touch point be? Uh, what uh, you know? What topics? You know, this is a good time to decide what the topics will be. If you can only touch uh, the the population four times a year, uh, what are the top four that you really want to get through in 2019? Uh, figure that out, and 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 uh, get help accordingly based on what those topics are. The next thing you want to do after you've got your plan, <coughs> put together your team, <coughs> is refine that content. Uh, you know, figure out exactly what it's going to be. Is it going to be a poster and a, you know a memo to the managers on on how to discuss that that information? Is it going to be a PowerPoint presentation? Is it going to be Um, uh, A podcast. We talked about podcasts, uh, you know, short podcasts I think last week or the week before uh, on that they're going to be provided. Uh, What does it look like? What is it? What are you, what informal communications are you asking them to discuss and then present? Uh, So figure that out, uh, refine it, uh, make it as simple and uh, appropriate to the audience as possible uh, and get it ready to go. Get it packaged, get it ready. Um, that's really the third step is, is going through that process and um, we talked uh, in the past about uh Uh, the uh, editing and refining process for code of conduct and policies and and communication materials Uh, you figure out uh, what makes sense with the resources you have Uh, if you can go through a couple of different uh, redline edits on the material the more you can go through it uh, in an efficient manner uh, the more accurate and useful that material is going to be on the back end Uh, if you don't have a lot of time and if you don't have a lot of resources and you don't have a lot of help you may not be able to do that much uh, work on refining the material but uh, if you have those the capacity to do that if you have a uh, somebody who's a pretty good uh, copy editor or has those skills uh, either in the communications department or the legal department and you can get a little bit of their bandwidth to review and and kinda pick off uh, complicated uh, language and simplify uh, that can be really helpful once you get it refined, then the last step is delivery. Uh, again, this goes back to the first one of the first things we talked about is defining who that audience is going to be. And I really, really encourage you, particularly if you have a large enterprise uh, with a lot of managers out there, uh, to, to do, do that pilot program first uh, for at least the first couple of iterations. See how it goes. Get the feedback. Find out what they like. Find out what they don't like. Uh, find out if they're actually delivering the materials. Um, you know, get uh, some feedback on 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 what was valuable, what wasn't so you can make those adjustments before you go to the wider audience. Um, but I think ultimately the goal here would be to try to get it uh, to everybody um, who you know who manages a significant number of people, uh, managers who have, uh, frequent contact with their reports uh where they're discussing uh initiatives and uh goals, uh this sh- this material should dovetail with the other discussions that they're having uh with their reports. Uh but but really delivery is all about audience. It's about who you're trying to reach uh and if this is the initial attempt, uh I think it really is important to try to uh couch it as a pilot program uh... if you for instance have you know a thousand managers in your organization maybe you only pick a hundred uh... to do the first one or two or three or four uh, iterations of this process and then after each uh... distribution go back uh... have some sort of mechanism maybe a survey uh... maybe a conference call maybe a focus group with, a, with, a, with a different uh... members of that group Uh, and and really uh, ask them penetrating questions about did you find this helpful? How did you present it? How did it go over? Uh, What could we do better in the future? What would you like to see? What do you think would be effective? Um, uh, What were the responses that you got from your from your population? Did people ask you ask you questions afterwards? There are so many different ways you can go and you can you know try to garner a lot of information a lot of feedback from these groups. And the last thing I will say, I, you, you all know if you listen to my podcast, I don't plug what I do that much. Um, that's not my style, but this is certainly something that if you would really like to do it and you have budget but you don't have resources and time, that a third party who has some experience putting together these sort of communication plans uh, and, and these, uh, these communication efforts can really help you with. Uh, they can help you plan it, uh, they can do the work, uh... they can do basic. they can even help you on the back end if you want to do surveys and and focus groups to try to find out how effective it's been um, so if you have uh... resources and the will to do it but not the time uh... or the personnel in your organization to do it uh... don't don't feel like this is just a bridge too far for you you can get help uh... and and find um, Uh, plenty of people out there that will help you do this sort of work and and plenty of people who have have done it before and and have seen what other organizations have done and can apply that experience to help you do better Uh, so don't uh... uh... don't fret uh... if you just know that that's one thing one more thing on your list of many things that you're not going to probably get to this year uh... but you would like to maybe have some help uh... to get to it Uh, uh... there is help out there Now if you don't have time don't have resources and don't have budget uh, then you are not in a position obviously to go out and hire somebody to do it Uh, but again I would go back to what we were talking about at the beginning Uh, maybe just do it once maybe just do it twice a year Uh, maybe it's just bullet points Um, uh, something that you can construct hopefully uh, without too much trouble and too much effort uh, don't, be, don't be dissuaded from trying this out even though you can't do uh, the full-on uh, you know, 15-page well-designed uh, PowerPoint or the poster or uh, you know, I even mentioned podcasts for those that are ambitious uh, you know, if you don't have time to do that sort of collateral do something, do something it's important to try uh, something like this it's important to get the managers involved in the communication process so that they are seen as, um, as not only uh, places to go if there's a, a report to be made, but they're seen as uh, resources on compliance. Uh, this is how you build that trust, that two-way communication um, with, between them and their reports around compliance issues. So try it, plan it, get the team together, refine that content, figure out how you're going to deliver it and who the audience is. I think that you'll find that it's uh, really helpful. Thanks for listening to Compliance Beat. Check out our website, compliancebeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Morehead Compliance Consulting. Be sure to check us out at moreheadconsulting.com.